you know, how do you sell a product? Well, you've got to create your own little, you know, tweak and you've got to create your own bell or whistle within the product. And so you wind up with an industry that becomes competitive among itself and trying to outdo one another with this clever thing and that clever thing. And basically they're all these features built around sales stories. Welcome to AFO Wealth Management Forward, a podcast about finance, accounting, technology, and entrepreneurship. We apply our decades worth of experience and insight into what makes businesses work so we can help others grow both personally and professionally. In this ever-evolving marketplace, we help accounting firms and financial advisors grow their practice through the adoption of holistic wealth management services. Learn from industry leaders and subject matter experts to unlock the secrets of their success. A podcast that shows people and companies the transformative power of technology so they don't fear it, but instead harness it. Don't fight the robots, team up with them. And here are your hosts, Rory Henry, Director of Business Development and CEO Rob Santos of Arrowroot Family Office. All right. Hi, everyone. Today, we'll be talking with CEO and founder of DPL Financial Partners. DPL Financial Partners is the first and leading commission-free annuity and insurance platform for registered investment advisors. Our guest today is widely recognized as an innovator and disruptor in the financial services industry. His work has received coverage in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Barron's, CNBC, where he provides insights on industry products, players, trends, and best practices. We are definitely excited to have him on with us today. David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Roy. Really happy to be here. Looking forward to the discussion. All right, Rob. Great. So, you know, before we go on here and our little cheat sheet, it says that you're a Duke basketball fan. So we won't hold that against you because Rory and I are both diehard uh, UCLA folks. Uh, But uh, but yeah, no, uh, really wonderful. So, David, maybe starting things off, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and and about DPL um, and what you all do? Sure. So I've been in financial services for, you know, getting to be a very long time now, um, you know, getting on almost 30 years where I've, you know, spent time in banking, brokerage, insurance, you know, different, different areas, but all with basically the same goal to see if we can't change distribution of financial services products in order to provide better consumer value. So originally, I was the chief marketing officer of the first internet bank in the country called Telebank. And as you can tell by the name, it was a direct bank before it was an internet bank. Um, and the notion there was similar to what we're doing you know, here at DPL, was that there's really expensive overhead involved in distribution there in banking products, which was the bank branch, right? A bank branch is a really expensive way to sell a checking account or a you know, CD or something like that. And so our thesis was, if we can eliminate the branch, we can provide much better interest rates for, for consumers, provide much better products. And now, you know, fast forward you know, into you know, DPL, what we do is do kind of the same thing for financial insurance products. Uh, meaning life insurance, annuities, you know, long-term care, disability, things like that. But the big expense here is not bricks and mortar anymore. It's the commission, right? So the commission is not only a big expense in these products, you know, it can be up to 80% of the, you know, of the cost of an annuity, for example. Um, but it also creates a conflict of interest for, you know, the salesperson relative to the consumer who's getting the product. 
So, you know, in general, you know, I'm not a fan of, you know, commission structures. Um, but in addition, they, you know, in the types of insurance products we're talking about, they very significantly drive up the product pricing. Yeah, that makes sense. And I always go back to the movie. It's one of my favorite movies, David, uh, Groundhog Day. And uh, Ned Ryerson comes up and tries to sell Bill Murray, Phil Connors insurance. Um, can you kind of touch on how you know, life insurance annuities have received such a bad rap? Uh, you, you talked about the commissions and then also, you know, how even most economists in, in academia agree fundamentally that they're actually a good vehicle to fund one's retirement. Yeah, well, just a little joke on that. As I say, if, if I meet people, if I meet somebody and like I'm just not really in the mood or not interested in talking, I'll tell them I sell insurance. And if not, I'll tell them I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, right? So <laughs> if, I answer, if I tell you I sell insurance, then, you know, that's a bad sign. Um, but no, I think, you know, a lot of that bad rap and, you know, I've said this, you know, before, you know, the root of, you know, all evil in insurance comes down to the commission, right? So the things that everybody knocks about the, you know, about the insurance industry from the experience of having to deal with a commission salesperson to, you know, large surrender periods and fees, which are holding periods for those you know, who don't know, you know, holding periods on a product, they're there because the, the product company, the insurer, has to recoup their commission in the form of high fees, another knock on the product, you know, very high fees, and then complexity. And complexity, you know, is another knock, you know, on the products. And, you know, I, in my opinion, at least, the complexity is often driven around the notion of the commission and the sales process. Because, you know, how do you sell a product? Well, you've got to create your own little, you know, tweak and you've got to create your own bell or whistle within the product. And so you wind up with an industry that becomes competitive among itself and trying to outdo one another with this clever thing and that clever thing. And basically, they're all these features built around sales stories. Let me, as a salesperson, be able to sell you on this kind of neat thing that could, you know, this product can do. And you, you lose the fundamental values of the product and you make them unusable. So I've said for a long time, the insurance industry suffers from products that are sold rather than used. We try to bring products out to market that can be used rather than sold. It, it, it is really, you know, refreshing and wonderful. You know, us at, at Arrowroot Family Office were introduced to DPL through our consolidated performance reporter, uh, Black Diamond. Um, and, you know, us on the RIA side are obviously operating under the fiduciary standards now, uh, the best interest, um, which is, is, is coming down the pipe and SEC and FINRA really kind of uh, taking a really hard look at, you know, can you just maybe talk for a moment about how you all are positioned for this really large increase in the RIA market and also a, a greater focus on that fiduciary standard? Yeah. So the, the fiduciary standard, you know, is really what attracted me to work into the RIA channel to begin with. So I've been working in the RA channel for about 17 years now, you know, starting with the previous carrier I had built, Jefferson National. Uh, and because I feel philosophically aligned, you know, to the advisors who are, you know, working in a client's best interest. Um, so the, the fiduciary standard, I think, is a great one. And if you're you know, a client, you want to be working with a fiduciary. And, you know, the best interest standard that is coming, you know, coming into play 
is a newer, you know, kind of twist on it. And it's, and it's a little bit watered down version of being a fiduciary. So, you know, it's putting in a standard where, you know, advisors have to show they're working in the best interest of the client, um, you know, relative to something very specific, not generally, but something very specific, like the sale of an insurance product. And the threshold for meeting that best interest is not the same as fiduciary, um, but, you know, is still, I think, a step in the right direction. But I think that's, um, you know, we would like to see the regulations go a little further, uh, frankly, to protect you know, consumers even more. But, you know, positioning ourselves as we do with commission-free products really puts you in a place where you can be doing the right thing for the consumer because you're using, you know, conflict-free products, you know, with no, with no commission that are, you know, really low cost relative to what else is in the market. So, you know, I think we're, you know, apart from doing the right thing for consumers, we're kind of squarely positioned in the way, you know, regulation is going as well. That makes total sense. And, and you've stated uh, here, David, the DPL is a, a turnkey insurance management platform and that RIAs are able to use the platform to grow AUM organically. Can you kind of touch on how firms are able to monetize this service and what are some of the other benefits uh, firms can achieve by using DPL? Yeah, so the so if you think about it from you know the you know the evolution of the you know of the market, both the RA market and the insurance market, the insurance market being commission driven forever meant that you know fiduciaries, RAs couldn't use the products, right? So you know one problem is you need products that fit the business model, um, and as a result of not being able to use the products forever. You know, a lot of RAs aren't insurance licensed. You know, the, you know, uh, they, you, you need integrations into your system. So it's more than, it's a business problem more so than just a product problem. So what we set out to do is solve all of those problems for, you know, for an RIA so that you can basically, you know, know nothing about insurance today other than my clients need them. And then you can rely upon DPL to bring, you know, a pretty robust and growing product set, uh, you know, that can serve your clients, you know, licensed insurance, you know, consultants, you know, who work again as, you know, in the same kind of fiduciary mantra that, that, you know, our, you know, our audience does the RIAs. And then also we bring the technology aspect uh, to it from integrations with your, you know, with your reporting systems like Black Diamond to what we call product discovery tools. Uh, which is, you know, technology to help find the most efficient products, a very anti-insurance general kind of thing, right? <laughs> the most efficient products, you know, meaning which products will give you the most coverage for the least amount relative to what you're looking to do. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a DPL, you know, partner firm that works with you all, I will say the, the support around it and the education is just phenomenal. You know, um, the difference between going to a commission insurance agent versus going to a DPL uh, service provider who's there for to educate you, help speak about your client situation, you know, show you different options um, without that kind of misaligned interest of commission in, involved in it is really, really beautiful. Um, so, you know, talking about that, you have membership fees at DPL for RAAs, um, you know, to help to, to fund that. Could you maybe just speak for a moment about your network of carriers and, 
you know, your business model at, at DPL? Yeah, so the membership model is a you know, pretty unique one, as you as you guys know. And so we you know brought it to market. We want you know we we charge you know a relatively small amount you know for our annual membership fee um, because we believed you know coming out of the gate we provide something of value you know to a you know to a firm. Um, you know we're, we're we're not salespeople trying to you know sell products. You know we're like you said uh, you know trying to educate. Uh, and provide good solutions, you know, for clients. And we think that's a valuable service. So, you know, we wanted to bring that membership model, you know, to bear one, because we provide value to the firm, but two, also it helps us drive the industry. So a big part of what we do at DPL is work with carriers. So we're working on kind of both fronts, you know, so to speak. We work with the advisory firms to help them with their clients, but then we work with carriers to bring product to market and to make sure they can support you know, fee-only and you know, fee-based advisors rather than you know, commission folks. So that takes a lot of work too. So we came to market with you know, half a dozen carriers and you know, I forget, 14 products or something like that. In the course of three years, we're up to about 20 carriers now and you know, 45 or so you know, products that we, you know, that we bring to market. Um, and we think that's you know, a really valuable thing to do. So our business model is one that membership fee, uh, you know, from the firms we work with, but then, you know, two, we get, we do get compensated through the products, you know, that we bring to market, but in a very different way than, you know, a traditional, um, you know, commissioned, uh, you know, agent would. So when we work with a carrier, we're repricing the product. So I'll get, I'll try not to get too technical here, but, you know, if you're looking at the pricing of an insurance product, you know, a big portion of that, as I've mentioned, is the commission and then the internal distribution expense. So, you know, paying for wholesalers and paying for steak dinners and ball games and sales contests and, you know, marketing and advertising and all that stuff, all of that gets baked into the cost of the product. So our proposition to an insurance carrier is you don't need any of those things, right? You can take the commission out. We're not working with commissioned people. We're not commissioned people you know, all of that, you know, expense you have built into your own distribution expense, you can get rid of that too and replace it with, you know, what we have as an administrative fee uh, because of all the infrastructure we're bringing to issuing the policies. And typically you're taking that in an annuity down from what might be a combined 10% down to, you know, about 1%. And that's where you see the, the huge pricing changes, you know, it happening in the products. Wow, that's, that's real savings. Can you touch on you know, the evaluation process as far as uh, looking at those old policies, uh, uh, David? Yeah, so you you know sometimes you know people think immediately, well, your you know your products are you know 80, 90 percent cheaper than you know an existing product. Isn't it just a slam dunk to you know let's just roll one over you know into another? But you know we want to go through a, a process in, in several different senses that you know, we're making sure we're getting the right product for the client. So oftentimes, as you guys know, you know, from working with clients, they don't even know what they bought. You know, so when they have an annuity, you know, for one is what do they own, right? I mean, what is it trying to do? Was it, you know, was it, you know, what attracted them to the product? So you, maybe it was guaranteed income, maybe it was principal protection, uh, whatever it is, but we want to understand what the product was then we want to understand with the financial advisor, what would you like to do with it? You know, 
it may not be the same purpose that the you know the original product was sold to your client. So let's how do we deploy it, you know, potentially you know to benefit the client within their financial plan that you you know that you guys as advisors are developing, and then we're going to look at the you know the specifics of the account to make sure that you know the client's not going to be leaving anything behind. Sometimes there can be a benefit built up into a product uh, that you don't want to get you know get rid of. Sometimes it's still within that penalty surrender period, and you don't want the client to take a big, you know, a big hit, you know, financially by moving the product. But we want to make sure, number one, you know, what's the product going to be used for? You know, uh, you know, what are there any built-in benefits to the existing product that we don't want to lose? And then, can we find the, you know, a more efficient product? And we've got, you know, we've, you know, originally we were doing that, you know you know, by our own, you know, analysis. But one of the really cool things that we bring to market is, you know, our annuity comparison calculator. So now we've got a, we've got a database of, you know, 3000 products with 40,000 riders and 400,000 price points that we can very quickly look up any product ever sold along with the rider and do a very quick analysis to find, you know, what that product would do compared to any of our products and produce a side-by-side, -side, you know, comparison driven on pricing and analytics, which is, you know, kind of insane for insurance. Nobody does that. Right? For sure. For sure. And shifting topics a little bit here, David, we know interest rates, uh, the interest rate environment's low. Advisors aren't able to necessarily get that income return rate um, in the bond market right now. Can you talk about how DPL is able to assist in kind of alleviating those interest rate concerns for retirement planning uh, when looking at a fixed income as part of one's uh, portfolio? Yeah, it's a it's a big problem as you guys know right now. I mean, low interest rate environment. You know, typically, you know, you'd have an investment glide path. You know, for a client as they approach retirement, you start de-risking the portfolio. You know, moving a client from equities into bonds you know, for safety and to fund retirement income. And then, you know, as you're pointing out, uh, you know, Rory, in today's environment, the interest rates are so low, you know, bonds can't really fund retirement income anymore. So, you know, how do you do it? Well, annuities can play a great role in that. You know, as you were mentioning earlier, you know, the academic research around annuities is universally supportive. Right, the you know the the products are tr you know tremendously efficient in generating income, and in particular in a low interest rate environment. You know, I think uh, Wade Fow, who's you know pretty well known retirement researcher, you guys are probably familiar with. Um, you know, recently, you know, came out with his estimate that you know using an annuity is a little more than forty percent more efficient than fixed income and in generating income today, uh, based on the low interest rate environment. So. Where again, we're working with advisors to help augment financial plans. How can we bring an annuity, you know, into the plan to replace some of those fixed income assets that you know really aren't delivering the same benefit that they that they used to? And I'm glad to see a lot of head nodding from you guys because <laughs> so many advisors get caught in the rut of just doing what they've always done. And sometimes I want to say, like, how bad does it have to get before you'll think about replacing your bonds with something else? Because Bonds, you know, the projection for bonds, you know, for many, uh, you know, many economists are, you know, negative real returns over the next decade. And so, you know, that's not adding anything, you know, to somebody's portfolio. 
um, you know, what do you, and the safety, the non-correlation to the market has kind of gone away, you know, as of 2008, um, you know, what purpose is the bond serving, you know, in a portfolio other than just pure safety? Yeah. And you, you hit it right on the head there, you know, in the fixed income markets with this interest rate, you know, not only is it not providing that income uh, that folks are relying on, but also potentially adding uh, an added layer of interest rate risk um, that people are not totally aware of, uh, right? Um, so, you know, on that topic, uh, we talk about it a lot on, on the podcast about the silver tsunami, this, you know, the largest transition of, of wealth in, in human history. And, and so are you seeing this as being, a, a, you know, something that's really, really relevant in terms of an aging population that, that might need some income and that potential transition into uh, next generation? hundred percent. I mean, that's a great question, Rob. The, the, the thing too about, you know, that people need to understand is retirement is a relatively new problem in the way we're seeing it today, right? The, you know, 15 years ago, interest rates were robust. I mean, I've got a poster on my wall from my place at Telebank, you know, advertising a, you know, one year CD at 6.05%. And this has been 15 years ago, right? I mean, anybody would kill for that today. I mean, today you'd be lucky to get 50 basis points. So number one, you have, you know, an interest rate environment that can't support retirement spending. At the same time, you've got longevity increasing so that retirement is now a third of somebody's life. And oh, by the way, pensions and other forms of secure income have gone away. Um, you know, for anyone outside the government sector, pretty much. So, you know, for a retiree coming into retirement, they're looking at self-funding a 30-plus year retirement in an interest rate environment yielding negative real returns. So that's a basically leaves you com either completely dependent on the market in, in equities, uh, which are as you guys know, really expensive right now. Going well, everybody's happy to see it keep going up. But you know, the equity market's really you know, pricey. How do you generate income? Well, an annuity is a great way of generating income, taking care of a lot of those problems I just talked about. You know, the low interest rate environment, the unknown longevity, because one of the primary benefits of an annuity is that lifetime income stream. So it you know, makes the portfolio so much more efficient when you plug an annuity into a financial plan, you're often going to see much better results and outcomes for the client. So I think today, more than ever, annuities are tremendously important products for retirees. Yeah, it makes total sense uh, here, David. Now, the financial services uh, industry is moving towards you know, providing holistic advice to its clients. Uh, you know, I know you talked about over this course of the podcast, the insurance salesman, you know, and that model is kind of misaligned. And the fact that they see everything through kind of that insurance lens. Can you talk about how, you know, DPL and this life insurance and annuity model is kind of tailor-made for holistic wealth management? Yeah, absolutely. So like we were talking about earlier, because the commission-driven nature of the insurance industry, it's left, you know, only advisors unable to you know, fulfill those products in-house. So if you're identifying an insurance need in the past you know, for your client, you'd have to refer them out or let them go find the product on their own. And you know, that brings you know, a couple of problems. You know, one, who knows what 
the salesman might sell them. Are they really going to sell you, you know, the product that you're intending? Uh, two, you lose control of that client experience and, and then possibly some of their assets. So, you know, for us, you know, a big impetus behind, you know, what we're doing is not only those, you know, really well-priced products, but you get fiduciary implementation rather than implementation through a salesperson. So you get the right products with the right amount of coverage um, and it fulfills that holistic plan. Because if you're being a holistic planner, insurance needs to be a part of it, yes. right? Otherwise you're just an asset manager, right? Yeah. And asset management, you know, it's becoming commoditized. You know, people are going into, you know, lots of, you know, uh, you know, index funds and, you know, buy and hold uh, ETFs, you know, simple, you know, asset management strategies have proven to, you know, outperform in lots of different, in lots of different ways. Um, but that aspect is getting commoditized and people want more from their financial advisor. You know, they want those holistic services and you have to include insurance. So if you are, why would you want to send your client to somebody else to get them fulfilled? I'll often, you know, make the you know, comparison or analogy that, you know, if you're going to be a home builder and say, hey, I do the whole home, but not the basement. Um, you know, I don't lay the foundation, which is often what, you know, the insurance is, it's kind of that safety foundation. Um, you know, why are people going to use you, right? I mean, you got to, you know, when, when everybody else is, you know, providing the, you know, the whole holistic solution. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, our AFO Wealth Management Forward program, is, as we've, we talked about, is really focused uh, on accountants um, that are also feeling a lot of pressure from technology providers, um, client base that is requesting and, and, and really looking for a more holistic approach from their trusted uh, advisors. Um, you know, could you maybe just spend a second on, you know, some of the success you've seen in the RAA channel and how that might be able to be kind of brought over to accounting firms who are also trusted advisors and are also looking to try to broaden their toolbox. Yeah. So accountants, I mean, get a, you know, get a, you know, really, you know, pretty holistic look at a client's financial picture, you know, based on the nature of their work. Uh, so I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, a, a lot of people forget about annuities, primarily, I think, because they've been so expensive in the past, is that they're tax deferred, yeah. right? So, you know, these are tax deferred solutions, which, you know, many people are anticipating are going to be, you know, more and more of an issue here, uh, you know, as we move, move forward with a new administration. But these are tax deferred vehicles. Uh, so you can invest tax deferred in an annuity. And traditionally, with a commissioned annuity, they're so expensive they kind of eviscerate the value of tax deferral, right? I mean, if, if the product is costing you, you know, th you know, 3%, you're not going to get much value out of the tax deferral. You know, if we can bring a variable annuity product, you know, to market at 20, 30 basis points, you know, that's a valuable tax deferred, you know, tax deferred product, you know, for those high income earners. And for, you know, accountants, you know, CPAs who you know, are able to see the tax implications, you know, that's a great, uh, you know, a great area, you know, to focus on. They also know, you know, clients who are, you know, coming to retirement. They know what, you know, they know, you know, that they're going to have income needs in retirement. They're going to know, you know, the implications and when they should be thinking about when they should be taking social security and how an annuity might be able to augment, you know, a client's retirement income. Um, you know, I think there, you know, it's kind of a natural fit into what an accountant, 
uh, you know, is currently providing their client. Yeah, it is. I'm a huge fan of, of DPL, uh, David. You guys got a great team over there. Um, it's phenomenal. You know, the no the no cost evaluations, the commission free uh, products have, have been really helpful for us over at Airwood Family Office. You know, we really appreciate these insights, uh, uh, David. Uh, you know, we covered uh, annuities, uh, interest rates. Um, how do you, how do uh, our audience here reach out to DPL? What's the best way to uh, uh, get in touch with you guys? The website is you know a terrific resource. You know, DPL. FP, dplfinancialpartners.com. Um, we've got a tremendous amount of uh, content there relative to, you know, educating on products, uh, you know, bringing, you know, people up to speed, resources for advisors. We've got those product discovery tools, you know, that we, you know, that we've talked about uh, from, you know, looking at, you know, the value of uh, an annuity, you know, commission-free versus commission uh, or, you know, comparing annuities to, you know, fixed income. Uh, we've also got, you know, those kind of tools on there. That's a great, uh, you know, great resource. From there, you can find, you know, our phone number and other, you know, other contact uh, information. David, really appreciate your time today. We know time is, is valuable, even more so in this low interest rate environment. Uh, so uh, really appreciate it. Hope to have you back on again. You know, want to thank you for all the work that you guys do with us and, and for our clients. It's it's really been spectacular, and and hopefully our listeners today, you know, are were educated and, and found some great valuable information for them to take away some of the fear of you know working with somebody like DPL in the insurance space to add better value to their firm and 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 to their clients. So really appreciate the time. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rory. It was, it was great. And, you know, we appreciate the support. Look forward to working with you as well uh, as we you know, continue to build out the company and bring more and more product solutions uh, to the market for you and your clients. Thanks so much. Thanks, David. All opinions expressed by Rob Santos and Rory Henry on this website podcast interview are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Arrowroot Family Office, LLC, or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by anyone as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of their opinions. Past performance is not indicative of future results.